Reporters are biased, the Idaho Press Club are biased, all media, newspaper, radio. To be completely blunt here, Brian, and there are plans to expand indoctrination. That's right. Well, Idahoans are also concerned. Horror shot. That line would be moving a little bit farther west. I'm like crying. Nobody wants to Dark see. Dark money is influencing policy in our state. Well, that's not how this works. Well, hello there. I'm Brian Hyde. Welcome to Nowhere to Hide. Twice a week, I produce a short video to help you better see through some of the manipulation and some of the spin that is uh, made available on a daily basis for much of our corporate media. Now, it's not that I have all the answers. I do have a fairly uh, strong background in media for nearly 40 years, and I've been paying attention and, and urging people to think for themselves. So let me translate what that means. I don't expect you to agree with me. Nowhere is it implied. Well, if you watch the video, you have to agree. Nope, I'm not about that. I'm just encouraging you to think for yourself because there is a very definite war on for your mind. And right now, uh, there's also a, a fight against normalcy. And if you feel marginalized or you feel like, well, am I really an extremist for thinking the way that I do? You know, you, you feel the same way you did 10, 20 years ago. Don't worry about it. Nothing has changed. I mean, you haven't changed. It's just that certain cultural attitudes have changed and media has become kind of a narrative uh, enforcer, narrative manager to help us better see this. So case in point, let's just jump right in. Teacher of the year was supposed to be an honor, then politics intervened. Now, this is a story, actually, it's a headline from the Boston Globe, but it's talking about Idaho's teacher of the year. I mean, she looks like a nice person, kind of got that uh, Megan Rapinoe uh, haircut going, but, you know, I'm not trying to read too much into it. Let's see what, uh, well, let's see what the Idaho statesman has to say. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on a second. Before we go there, what's this? Oh, this is this is Karen Lauritsen. This is the teacher of the year. And uh, wow, look at the rainbow flags behind that lady. There she is mugging it with uh, Governor Little, Idaho teacher of the year. Yes, Idaho Tribune is, is calling her out and saying, uh, are we even a conservative state? So now let's look at uh, what uh, the Idaho statesman has to say. Ah, yes, this is more like it. While extremists chase away Idaho Teacher of the Year, state's leaders stay silent. Wait till you hear what they have to say here. Far-right extremists have chased away yet another good person from Idaho. By good person, they mean someone who is ideologically pure and who upholds all the values on the left that uh, they would like to see upheld. This time, they've scared off Karen Lauritsen, Idaho's 2023 Teacher of the Year. Lauritsen, who was a fourth grade teacher in Post Falls in North Idaho, is leaving after right-wing activists and, her, and their allies attacked her and called her a left-wing activist, according to the Boston Globe. Interesting. Wait till you hear the reasoning that, that they bring in here. Now, Lauritsen was accused of promoting transgenderism. Extremists reportedly found social media posts in which Lauritsen showed support for the LGBT community and Black Lives Matter, as if supporting all students were a bad thing for a teacher to do. Okay, now this is glossing over, and this is something media is very good about. Was she just supporting these students or was she promoting an agenda? I mean, we see just from a couple of pictures there, and these are from her social media posts. She's clearly representing, you know, in front of the rainbow flag. Does that not send a little bit of a message? It's not just a matter of, oh, well, yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I treat all students with respect. For crying out loud, most teachers do. But since it's become such a highly politicized thing, a person's sexuality or their identity, their gender identity, you know, you don't have the choice of just merely supporting them. You have to vocally support 
How they spin this is just, it's crazy. Lauritsen told the Boston Globe she faced complaints from parents about a lesson on some worldwide cultures who eat insects. Now see, where else have we heard that about? You will eat the, the bugs. <laughs> and even objections to students learning about the United Nations. And here's our leap of logic from the uh, Idaho Tribune, or the uh, Idaho Statesman, rather. Proof that these types of attacks are ridiculous and unhinged. Hey, if she's training these kids to be good little globalists, which if she's teaching them about the efficacy of eating bugs and about being a good little global citizen, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe she's carrying some water for somebody. Those aren't things that just come up in, in normal conversation. So, yes, ridiculous and unhinged, perhaps. But then again, if she is teaching that kind of stuff, maybe parents have a right to be concerned. Among her offenses, again, supporting no, promoting, advocating for LGBTQ plus students, African-American students, and apparently, apparently teaching about the United Nations. Is she really advocating for the students or is she advocating for the ideology? If she's teaching critical race theory, for instance, that's a big difference from simply being a supportive friend of, say, African-American students. If she is actively engaging in that gender ideology, and telling the kids, hey, you're safe to explore your identity and your sexuality here in my classroom, she's crossing the line. That's not just supporting LGBTQ plus students. That's promoting a particular ideology. Teaching about the United Nations, well, that's been a sticking point for a lot of years. And yes, there are some teachers who really like to, to promote that global citizen mentality. But the bottom line is, these are all left-wing concerns. As if this would just be the normal thing. Well, of course we're going to teach our kids this. Who doesn't? Well, I'll tell you who doesn't, people who understand that globalists really don't have our interests at heart, especially the globalists who terrorized us, shut down our economy, punished us for not getting the jab, etc. over the last three years. So just a little something to keep it in perspective. The attacks came after she was named Teacher of the Year, selected by a blue ribbon panel from among 13 finalists. Okay, here's another incredible leap of logic. Can you imagine the kind of person who, upon hearing that a teacher was named Teacher of the Year, reacts by trying to find ways to attack that teacher for being an educator? Okay, I'm going to stick my neck out on this one. I feel pretty safe. It had nothing to do with the fact that she was Teacher of the Year. It probably had more to do with the fact that, wait, what is she doing with all those rainbow flags? What is she teaching in her classroom? What is she advocating to these students? If she was engaging in activism, she was crossing a line. Now, teacher of the year, that's irrelevant. Unless that teacher of the year award was specifically because of her activism. In which case, okay, maybe maybe it plays into it. Well, who, who, what kind of person would go after her just because she was named teacher of the year? I promise you, I say this as a parent and a grandparent, it's not about her being teacher of the year. It's the fact that she's teaching things or promoting things within the classroom that uh, she really doesn't need to be. And you've seen the picture. I mean, hopefully you saw the picture earlier. It, this this isn't just a matter of, oh, well, you know, yeah, I'm okay with the students being whatever they, they want to be. She's loud and proud. And that's that's a problem. Or at least it is for people who are normal and who still have a sense of appropriate and inappropriate. Lauritsen told the Boston Globe, I should have felt celebrated. And I should have felt this is a great year. And honestly... But it, it, honestly, it was one of the toughest years I ever had teaching, not only with my community, but with parents questioning every de decision I made as well. Even after 21 years of teaching, my professional judgment was called into question more this year than it ever has in the past. Okay, now again, I've got to ask the question. Karen, I'm not saying that pejoratively, by the way. 
did you start really introducing this stuff into the classroom in ways you haven't done in the past 21 years? Because that might just explain why suddenly parents are taking a closer look and a little more, uh, hey, wait a minute, what are you doing? What exactly are you teaching our kids? Why exactly is this part of your emphasis in the classroom? So if you've stepped up your activist game, it's not a matter of, oh, I just can't believe I out of nowhere. People are, are suddenly questioning my judgment. If you are committing and, and engaging in activism in the classroom, they're absolutely right to question your judgment. Now, Lauritsen has since left Idaho and moved to Illinois, hopefully where her talents are better appreciated. Having talked with a few friends who uh, relocated to uh, the Mountain West states from Illinois, um, she'll probably find a more receptive climate there. By the way, how many people do you see moving to Illinois right now? Most people are kind of fleeing from places like that. But hey, their gain is our loss. Wink, wink. So, uh, you know, I hope she, I do hope she finds happiness there. But you notice how the victim card is being played here? Oh, what a victim she is. Oh, if that happens, the, uh, the Idaho statesman says, imagine the embarrassment for Idaho. What should be a celebration of what exactly? Of her activism? of her opinions, of her earnestness to uh, introduce children to things that maybe don't really belong in the school curriculum, or a celebration of excellence as an educator. Let's, let's be a little more specific. What should be a celebration turns into another indictment of a state being squeezed by far-right extremists, all while the state's leaders stand by passively. Yes, I mean, what should they be doing? Rounding up the parents, putting them in camps? I mean, is, that, is that what we do with dissidents? I'm just asking. That seems to be pretty common in left-wing ideology. But this isn't the first time that something like this has happened in North Idaho, the Idaho statesman tells us. In September, Boundary County Library Director Kimber Glidden announced her resignation, citing far-right religious extremism. I do believe I remember her story, and it was a question over why are inappropriate materials being made available to our kids in the library? You know, far-right religious extremism parents asserting that there is right and there is wrong and how dare you teach my kids to embrace things that that i consider evil but hey never waste a chance to be a good victim right let's look at a couple couple of other examples here extremists elected to the west bonner school board hired the eminently unqualified brandon durst oh my gosh i hope they didn't have a stroke as they were trying to type this out over an eminently qualified longtime administrator which has led to good people leaving the district. Yes, it's also led to good people coming to the district because they're saying, hey, it's not just business as usual. And yes, there are some serious questions about how that district was being run before. Looking at the fight that's going on right now in the West Bonner County School District, it's clear the leftists are absolutely terrified of losing their grip on power. They may succeed in unseating those board members with a recall election later this month. But, man, they are on the attack. They're, they are like a, a gang. Just cannot believe that somebody would come into their turf and tell them it's time to do business another way. In other words, you're, you're no longer the left-wing indoctrination camp that, that you once were. Oh, they are taking that personal. And, of course, they say, let's not forget what's happening with North Idaho College, which has been teetering on the brink of non-accreditation since extremists were elected to a majority on that board, firing their qualified president. And, again, I mean, I'm sure they mean ideologically pure president. That's what they mean by qualified. And hiring a lawyer who's given them bad legal advice. Or maybe it's just someone who has a different opinion. At any rate, North Idaho College has not lost its accreditation, so uh, they're they're making quite the bugaboo about this. And you know, again, it's it's their turf. They just don't want to see anybody 
limiting their ability to control what they consider, you know, their their turf. It really is. There's there's a lot of gang like uh, uh, vibe to this. Now, the Idaho statesman says, although the trend of attacking public schools as opposed to questioning what is being introduced into public schools, school teachers and librarians seems to be more acute in North Idaho. It's happening all over the state and across the country as right-wingists complain with no basis, they assure us, that schools and libraries are trying to indoctrinate children. Okay, I'm sorry, but I, I, I just got to pause this for a moment. If that were the case, if there was no basis to this, we would not be having this conversation. They would not be protesting like they are protesting. You can be damn sure there, there is something going on here and they are not happy about the idea that they're being called on it. And worst of all, even worse than being questioned, hey, what is this? They're being told, no, no, you're not going to introduce that to our kids. They complain about what they call pornography, but what it really comes down to is any material that contains LGBTQ plus content or even characters. Yes, when that content contains LGBTQ plus content, teaching kids how to masturbate, how to engage in oral and anal sex, how to question their, their sexuality, how to uh, consider, you know, transitioning to another gender. I think that's a pretty good thing to be questioning since those are some pretty uh, serious life altering kinds of decisions. Why are they aiming them at kids? That's the bigger question. Why is this kind of material being put out there in front of kids in the first place? It's not just a matter of, well, they're just trying to pretend they don't exist. Look, <laughs> we've lived through Pride Month. We've lived through uh, more than a few Pride Months. I don't think there's any doubt that the uh, rainbow community exists. It certainly does. In fact, most of us know people who are part of that community who don't live their lives like some kind of political statement. But boy, for the activists, there is no affirmation that is clear enough, loud enough, or consistent enough to make them feel like they're actually being affirmed. And of course, if they're not being affirmed, well, then it's akin to genocide or so they tell us. All right, moving on. At what point do our state's leaders start leading and try to do something about the reputation of the state and the integrity of its institutions? Well, that's the problem here, at least as I see it. People are standing up because, hey, are we really going to become just another left-wing indoctrination camp like California, like Chicago, or like, you know, New York? I don't think so. What about the integrity of our institutions? Are they really... For left-wing indoctrination, I mean, look, they say well, there's there's no proof that they're indoctrinating kids, but trust me, they are. They don't because, and how do we know this? Because when someone else offers a differing point of view, what do they call it? That's indoctrination. It's only, it's only not indoctrination if it's the left-wingers doing it. They are quick to make statements and issue press releases, speaking of the state's leaders, owning anything they deem as positive. Well, that's what politicians do. They take credit for the sun rising in the morning. But they have absolutely nothing to say when doctors, librarians, and educators are driven from the state. Why should they say anything? Are they being driven from the state? Literally, are there mobs with, with tar and feathers and pitchforks driving them from the state? No. What's driving from the state is their own consciences or their own discomfort at being among people who still have a clearly defined sense of right and wrong. In other words, the normies, the normal folks. And if they're more comfortable somewhere else, hey, again, go with God. Unless you don't believe, of course, then, you know, just go with, go with whatever you believe in. But go find your happiness. Just don't feel like you have to impose your vision of, of what this, this country needs to be on everybody else. If you're more comfortable somewhere else, I hope you can find that comfort, comfortable place. But some places still value right and wrong, light and dark.
We understand the difference between light and darkness. And not everybody's willing to embrace evil and call it good just because it's trendy. So where is a statement from the superintendent of public instruction, Debbie Critchfield, decrying how awful this is that this teacher of the year would leave? Or something from Governor Brad Little or Lieutenant Governor Scott Bedke. They aren't part of these extremists, but with their silence, they might as well be. Oh, here's a nice guilt by association fallacy. Now, understand, if these politicians are being quiet, it's because they're scared, too. Right. They don't want to lose the vote of the woke crowd. They've seen what woke mobs are like. They don't want to incur that wrath. But at the same time, they understand there's a lot of people who are not unreasonable for objecting to that rainbow colored activism being brought into the classroom. Again, it's this is a battle against normalcy more so than, uh, boy, just a bunch of mean, angry people looking for somewhere to direct their hate. There was no problem before this was brought into the classroom or was brought into their children's orbit. Then it became a problem because it's inappropriate for kids. We'd call for a statement from the Idaho Republican Party, but it's been taken over by, say it with me, these same extremists who ran Lawrenson out of the state. <laughs> Again, she ran herself out of the state because she realized that she was being called on her activism. More likely, we'd expect a statement from the Idaho Republican Party chair, Dorothy Moon, siding with the extremists, applauding the departure of Lauritsen, and congratulating Post Falls for losing a great teacher. Again, the spin on this is thick. I'm surprised you're not dizzy. Look, if she's applauding the departure of Lauritsen, it's simply because she took her activism somewhere else. And congratulating Post Falls for losing a great teacher, no. How about congratulating them for opening up a space where a great teacher might step in, one who's not so ideologically motivated? It's time for Idaho's leaders to make statements and issue press releases condemning the extremists and their tactics because they're chasing away some of Idaho's best and brightest activists. That's the word they left off the end there. In Lauritsen's case, it comes down to misguided, disgruntled parents who don't want their students to learn about the United Nations <laughs> probably John Birchers, being given deference over experienced and talented educators who want to indoctrinate their children into left-wing globalist mind brainwashing. rather. So the Idaho uh, statesman says, our state leaders should be condemning the former and standing up for the latter loudly, like they are. Their silence speaks volumes. I don't know, man. Hell hath no fury like an activist who's been told no. But uh, it sounds like uh, in this case, look, a teacher was was outed as an activist. And, you know, I mean, besides, I know there are people. Well, what's the harm, Brian? What is what could possibly go wrong with a teacher, you know, being more openly, you know, activist about LGBTQ um, causes and and and, you know, connecting with the students in that way? How could we possibly find something wrong with that? Right. Oh, What's this? Uh, Boise teacher arrested over suspected 2020 rape. Boise police arrested Eric McDermott on felony charges of rape and sexual battery on a minor child. Well, I don't see what that has to do with anything. I just wait. Oh, this is him. Oh, huh. Well, it looks like uh, looks like he does a does a bit of activism himself. Hmm. And by the way, that's not to suggest that every teacher that engages in LGBTQ plus uh, activism is uh, somehow a latent rapist, but uh, you have to admit, it does kind of open the door to those who might be inclined for such opportunistic actions. Scary stuff. All right. 
In continuing the war on normalcy, here's a headline from the Idaho Capitol Sun. Seeing a lot of celebration online about this one right now from the uh, usual suspects. Appeals court keeps Idaho's transgender student-athlete law on pause. So the Ninth Circuit ruling prevents the law from taking effect while legal challenge continues to move through federal court system. So this has to do with um, biologically born males who now say, I'm a girl competing with other biologically born girls in sports. Now, again, this is common sense. Normal people would say, well, no, that doesn't make sense. You know, why, why would you have someone who's pretending to be something that they're not why would you treat them as if it is somehow this sacrosanct, well, he says, I mean, she says she is, so therefore we have to agree. I, we're supposed to defy reality, and thankfully there are some people who won't do this. However, the ACLU of Idaho has sued, and at least, uh, you know, one, one court has said, well, okay, we'll put a stay on this. So... <clears throat> The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit will continue to block Idaho's Fairness in Women's Sports Act from taking effect while litigation over the law's merits continue. In other words, this is a temporary blockage of that law going into effect while the litigation goes on. The state law bans transgender women and girls from competing on female student athletic teams. I don't know why that seems unreasonable to, to some people. And and look, I'll, I'll just say this. If, if you have a daughter who is an athlete, a student athlete, and has been training, you know, let's just say in, in track or cross country for her whole life. And she has sacrificed and paid the price to be, you know, the best that she can be in her division. What sense does it make to allow someone who came in with a biological advantage? Oh, yes, I'm suggesting the ones born as biological males will come in with a physical advantage and to, to let them run roughshod over these girls. That seems extremely unfair to me, as well as, you know, this isn't even getting into the locker room issues and, and restroom issues and so forth. It's just, it's, it's not fair because it's, it's defying reality to accommodate someone who is having a mental delusion about what they are or what they were born. So I know, I'm sorry, it's, this is not sensitive, but, is, you know, if we're going to face reality, sometimes we're going to speak the truth, and it's it's not going to be pleasant and easy on your ears. The ACLU and other organizations filed the lawsuit on behalf of Boise State University student Lindsay Hecox in 2020 after Idaho became the first state to legislate transgender participation in school sports. Now, at least 20 states have since passed similar laws, some of which are temporarily blocked by court injunctions. Okay, so, you know, you can find judicial activism out there that will, will try to, uh, to prevent them from going into effect. Now, the ruling doesn't decide whether the law will ultimately stand. It just continues to prevent it from taking effect while the legal challenge continues to move through the federal court system. So what happens to these girls in the meantime who are competing against so-called transgender athletes? Again, it just seems rather unfair to them. That, uh, you know, I mean, I just saw it the other day, you know, uh, I think it was a, was it a Canadian transgender weightlifter smashed the record? Oh my goodness. Well, gee, I wonder why. Born a biological male with a much larger frame and, and musculature than the average female. Huh. Strange thing. But, well, but he says he's a woman, so we better play along. Wouldn't want to be uh, less than inclusive. Idaho's law and other states not only target and discriminate against transgender women and girls, but also discriminate against all women and girls. That's according to the ACLU. And all Idaho's ban and all others like it are designed to alienate and stigmatize transgender people. We'll never stop fighting until all transgender youth are given the equal playing field they deserve. That's ACLU Deputy Director for Transgender Justice. That's not a title. That's a manifesto. Uh, Chase Strangio in a news release about the ruling. 
Oh, boy, but this was cause for celebration, right? Another blow for equality. And, oh, look, here's here's our favorite little Red Bird member, or at least uh, in development, uh, Shiva, stepping up saying, love wins, fascists lose. Take heart. What he's saying here is this is not just youthful, you know, verbal diarrhea. This is a young leftist in training. And if you disagree, you are considered a fascist. How does the left uh, regard fascists or anybody who doesn't march in lockstep? Fair game is the correct answer. So keep in mind. And there's one other thing. And this, I, this is the last part I'll say about this. What goes up quickly tends to come down quickly. Okay, so love is not what won here. Nobody is the winner at the moment. But in the end, I say this with absolute confidence, reality is going to win. There will come a point where people will come to their senses and they will recognize, oh my gosh, that was a fad and it will pass. And if you don't believe me, let's just look at this chart showing testicular injuries in women's sports over the last 120 years. Yeah, there really weren't a whole lot until just uh, maybe over about the last uh, 20 years. But the real spike is just in the last couple of years. Again, what goes up quickly tends to come down quickly. This is a fad, nothing more. I'm sorry to put it that way. If, if you have a transgender athlete who's thinking, this is my opportunity, this is, this is where I'm going to become a big star, probably not. There will come a point where people re will return to their senses. And, uh, you know, Shiva's going to feel pretty foolish, maybe, if he's still capable of, of shame at that point in time. I'm not going to be the one to rub his nose in it and tell him, told you so, but people do recover their senses eventually. It happens all the time. And this is one of those things where you're fighting against thousands of years of human history. The, the uh, general natural order of things is not about to change, even if we do have a really bad case of mental disconnect going on right now. All right, one final story here. This is uh, something that I hope we'll pay close attention to. Ada County Sheriff's Office is looking to install license plate cameras. Why is that an issue? I mean, after all, there's several law enforcement agencies around the Treasure Valley already use the technology, and it, they say it helps them solve cases. Okay, I want you to look closely at a quote here that, that talks about why they prefer these cameras. Although people might not put too much thought into license plates, some law enforcement agencies around Treasure Valley say they're key to solving various cases. It gives us a much quicker lead, says Ada County Sheriff Matt Clifford. Clifford says they are looking to install a license plate recognition system that would go at busy intersections throughout the county and take pictures of people's license plates. That's everybody's license plates. Here's the problem. They say officers do not use the cameras to monitor traffic or catch people committing crimes. They're simply a tool that we use to solve crimes that most likely already happened. Okay, there's the problem right there. If the police are going to be investigating somebody, in other words, if they're going to be surveilling somebody, they should have some probable cause. And the problem with this is you are straining the innocent and the guilty motorists alike through the same surveillance camera net trying to uh, just, just in case anybody might have done something wrong and we need to go back and look at it. Now, they say they only keep the photos for 60 days, but again, it's this is turning government on its ear in that government is not supposed to be looking at you at all. You have an expectation of privacy, even when you're driving down the road. It should not be surveilling where you're going and when you were there, unless there is probable cause that exists that you were party to a crime. I know people say, well, that sounds so paranoid to be, you know, to be concerned about this. But tell me this, what's more paranoid? 
You've been to a you've been to a government building lately? Have you walked in? Have you seen? You know, do you have to pass through a metal detector? Do you have to be vetted, patted down, and you know otherwise you know checked out to make sure you're not a threat? That's paranoid. And the idea that we need to watch every car that goes down the road just in case. That's paranoid. That's where the real paranoia is. It's in government. And this is the kind of uh, tool that will just simply increase that paranoia. If you think for a moment it won't be abused, please rethink your position. I'm Brian Hyde, and this is Nowhere to Hide. Are biased, the Idaho Press Club are biased, all media, newspaper, radio. To be completely blunt here, Brian, and there are plans to expand indoctrination. That's right. Well, Idahoans are also concerned. Horror shot. That line would be moving a little bit farther west. I'm like crying. Nobody wants to Dark see. Dark money is influencing policy in our state. Well, that's not how this works. 